Systems work, people fail. This is the Advisor Mentorship Podcast, proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor with Jeremy Hauser. In today's crowded marketplace, advisors must find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats as Jeremy teaches you proven systems and processes to successfully build a 21st century advisory practice and discover how developing a work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable. Welcome to the Advisor Mentorship Podcast. This is the first episode of Jeremy Hauser's show. I'm Patrice Sikora, and I really enjoy the inaugural episode because we learn so much. In this case, we get to learn about Jeremy from Jeremy. Jeremy, we're going to start from the top. Where are you located and what is your specialty? Hey, Patrice. So I am located out of Houston, Texas. A company of ours, uh, InsureMark, is who I've been working with for the last 10 years. And really what we specialize in is helping advisors, financial professionals across the country brand themselves and market themselves in their area to attract new prospects and furthermore, uh, end up converting those prospects into clients. So that's what our organization does. And also we help them out with uh, consumer behavior on the retirement side of things. Okay. Who, who's your ideal client? What kind of advisor do you really like working with? So we really specialize with the independent advisors. So most people probably listening to the show are very familiar with the, the Edward Jones advisors or uh, maybe even Fisher Investments. So what we really focus on are more of the individuals out there that don't have all that capital behind them of marketing. So the mom and pop shop down the road, uh, ex, you know, John Smith's agency, insurance agency, or certain registered investment advisors and registered reps. So really more of the local level type of individuals. Mm-hmm. And what kind of education do you do? So education-wise, um, for the consumer especially, is it's all about giving back to the consumers to help brand our advisors and an educational platform. So as we continue to help our advisors brand themselves in that local area, we really focus on uh, retirement planning, how to protect their assets in retirement, also tax-efficient ways to make sure that you retire and really... Uh, specializing in not outliving your money through those uh, very tough years of retirement. So you're not having to pick up that second or third job at 82, which nobody really wants to do that. So you want, you want fries with that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we try lot. to avoid, we try to help our advisors uh, educate their consumers so they can make sure they don't run out of money in retirement. And most importantly, uh, we really just like to help those individuals, um, feel safe and comfortable with who they're working with. Who's on your team? Who's working with you? My team is over the last 10 years, it's uh, definitely, you know, it's kind of like a football team. You got the quarterback who always gets the notoriety. So the people are looking at you, but uh, definitely I have a handful of individuals. My right woman, Felicia Turner, <laughs> she, she does all the, she does all the dirty work uh, for my advisors when it comes to calling uh, insurance carriers, following up on my advisor's business, uh, helping keep my uh, advisors in line when it comes to uh, processing business and also just the the ongoing, keeping me on track, making sure that I am constantly 
in front of uh, my advisors and helping their business run smoother. I also have another uh, side of my business, which is uh, with Dave Ray in the life insurance department. So really for me, I'm kind of more of the practice uh, betterment for my advisors. I really focus on helping them with the practice management and we specialize in annuities. But on the life side, I, I'm only one person. So Dave Ray really helps the team on that with helping with case design and follow-up. Those are my main two people amongst the organization, but there's there's many people underneath them that that could be 30 minutes to go through each and every one of them. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, that's good though that you know them that well. That's great. Now you, you do you did mention keeping people in line and, and making them accountable, that kind of stuff that your right hand mm-hmm. woman does for you. Is it tough to keep your advisors on track? It it varies because a lot of the producers and advisors that I work with are entrepreneurs, obviously. So they have to, in order to be successful, they really have to have their own mindset. And they have to have their own goals. But really where I come in with their practice is just, if you just imagine bowling. So if, if an advisor's out there and he's bowling, my main goal is just being the bumpers. I'm just trying to keep them in their lane, <laughs> trying to make sure that those uh, advisors are just sticking to what makes them successful, keep them in front of prospects, and most importantly, helping that individual consumer retire, not really worrying about having to spend majority of their day looking for ways to get in front of new prospects. That's what our firm does. We help with ways to market, way to expand on their brand, but it does take that entrepreneurial mindset of the advisors we work with because we don't work with everybody. So it, there's, there's the give and take, have to uh, make sure they're a good fit for us and we're a good fit for them. That's absolutely true. I love the, the gutter bowl analogy there. Great. Now, looking at you personally, what's your proudest achievement? And I know you're going to say kids. I know you're going to say kids. You can, but add something else too, okay? So I was actually going to go a different route. My proudest achievement, well, not to say anything bad about my kid. I mean, I love my, I have a two-year-old, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think in all honesty, my proudest achievement was probably marrying my wife a little over four years ago. The reason why I say that's my proudest achievement is because I'm all about results and I can definitely see myself evolving as a man, which is most importantly over the last four years. But without her, there is no kid. There's no, there's no real drive to, to go out and buy a home to now uh, just certain things around the community, the things that five, 10 years ago that I never would have seen myself doing. Now I genuinely enjoy it. And, and that's what really over time life has been able to bring to me. So it would not have happened without my wife, Christina, which has been a uh, blessing for me. And the achievement is, although I'm in sales, I continue to tell advisors, that's my best sale yet. <laughs> so right. she makes me look better than uh, what you see and get from me. That's for sure. Wow, you better have her listen to this. Yeah, that, she, that was- <laughs> yeah she would. Uh, yeah, she. Well, we'll see. <laughs> that is uh, the first time someone has answered that question with that sort of answer, and it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful to hear. So the proud achievement. Well, tell us about your two year old. Two year old. So Patrick. I mean, as a first first child, uh, hopefully we have many in the near future. Got 
got my first son uh, back in July of 2019. Last year was a little challenging with everything that was going on. So as many understand, it's pretty tough to to raise not only a, a child, but most importantly, going through all the restrictions of COVID, not being able to do certain things, get him involved with activities with all these restrictions, limitations. So you have to really start to think outside of the box to bring, uh, make sure that he's getting to enjoy and progress as a infant. So that's, that was a little challenging last year, but it's, it's definitely a, a motivating factor for me. And with, I'm always half empty, half full. So also with 2020, the way things shook out, I did get to work at home a lot last year. So I really feel like the bond we've grown over the year two years now is definitely strengthened than dad going to work uh, for eight hours, nine hours, comes home, especially those that have infants. Y'all remember the witching hour. So I would literally, I would go work out. <laughs> I'd go to work. I'd come home and then 6.30, six o'clock or so to seven is when dad comes in. And that was the worst time. So boy, were those four to five weeks. <laughs> I can remember them like there yesterday, but yeah, very, very proud of my son and yeah. Loving, loving the father life. Awesome. So when you're not working, what do you do for fun? That's a good question because it more so around family. So we, we definitely over the course of the last two years, we, we go on walks. I mean, nothing too crazy. We, we joined a recent club. So we like to go up there, float the river, uh, or they have a little mini pool. So we'll go out there, uh, interact with individuals. I love the golf, very active. I love to be outside, uh, my son as well. So he, me and him will just sit on the back patio sometimes and just play uh, a lot of, uh, and a lot of my spare time too, although it's not work related, it's really just thinking and being mindful of what my consumers, which is financial advisors, uh, or my clients, well, my clients of advisors, what would help them this week? So even though I'm not working, I'm always thinking outside the box to bring creative ideas to them. And it's, it's really a good blend because I got a good partner with Christina who actually helps me along the way there to allow me to be myself. Thinking and sitting and coming up with ideas, is there some mantra or motto, something you say to yourself to keep yourself on track and keep yourself focused? I would say one, well, I'd separate them. So one of the mantras for probably at work would be take care of the little things and the big things will take care of themselves. And what I mean by that is I got that from my college uh, baseball uh, head coach back when I was 20 years old. So if you remember back when you were in 20, I mean, <laughs> you don't really have, <laughs> you don't really have, you don't really have too many, uh, too many things that really stick out to you. But I would say that saying always did, and it seemed that results ended up driving off of just the little things. So for instance, in order for your yearly goal of whatever it may be at your job or in life, if you take care of the day, so if you just take care of what you need to, and you don't rely on everybody else out there, if you look internally within yourself and you take care of what you need to do, it seems things just work out for you. And uh, that's something that I've really always kind of lived by here over the last 12, 13 years. And on the personal side, a little different, I would probably say 
in a world full of betas be an alpha <laughs> because <laughs> unfortunately I, I am a, I am a, not unfortunately, but I am a millennial. So it might be on contrary of what a lot of people believe a millennial is nowadays. So I actually, this might shock you Patrice, but actually I own a home. I do have a child. And um, so I am married <laughs> little things like that, but you're not in your parents, not basement. in my parents' basement. And, and really that's, that's really what I want to do is, is be a, a good father, a good role model and, and really just be a better person. And just hopefully not having to talk about it. The irony is I'm talking about right now, but not having to <laughs> talk about it, uh, with people and just kind of lead by example. That's, that's really, you got to look within yourself. So that's, that's a separate way of just a personal and they kind of co-mingle, but yeah, definitely. Definitely. Leading by example, setting the pace, they do mesh so very well. So Jeremy, if you had all the money in the world, what would you do? So there'd be a couple things that I would do. One of them would be definitely giving back. I am a full-on believer of karma and giving and things come back to you in tenfold. So there's a couple of organizations that I would definitely love to give to um, more that I already currently do. The Tim Tebow Foundation about human trafficking, uh, Tunnels for Tower. There's also Folds of Honor. So those are three that I personally have invested in, but are given back to. And the thing though, for me, outside of that on a personal level, also I would say a capital investor. So if you've ever seen the movie or the show Shark Tank with uh, Kevin O'Leary, Mark Cuban, I really, I love investing in people and that mind, you get to meet so many incredible people on platforms like that. And if you have all the money in the world and, and just a little bit here and there can help give some dollars to Joe Smith. I think I've used him a couple of times on this podcast, but <laughs> uh, to Joe Smith down the road. And all of a sudden that's the gasoline on the fire to really make him excel. And sure you make money off of that, but in the, 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 actual attachment is seeing Joe go hire people. Joe gets to not only enjoy his life more, but watching the people around him be a better person, create a great environment. And just knowing that you're a part of something like that, that's what it always fascinates me because Shark Tank makes you really see the, the, the business side of things, but it's really about the underlining of seeing how people can actually benefit from what they're really doing out there in the community and the consumer too. Where did that, that idea, that drive first come from? Probably five, six years ago. I know, well, I would say with my wife a little bit whenever we were dating, but we started to watch a lot of uh, CNBC. And for some reason, I, I feel like the show Shark Tank and... Um, and I am a millennial. So Shark Tank, uh, The Prophet, a couple of those shows really resonated well with me. I know in my current role, it's as if I'm running a business inside of a business. So that's always been kind of a passion that I've evolved in over the last 10 years. And especially back when you're just coming out of college, you don't really know what you want to do. But my industry has really helped me push me to be a better business person and talking to business owners each and every day, I think over time, my passion and just my interest is really geared towards that. So it just so happens those are two shows that really resonate well. And it it's if anybody out there, you know, uh, 
not getting paid to say this, but it's definitely a couple of good shows to to watch out if you want to know more about the entrepreneurial spirit and business one-on-one. That having been said, you've got the attention of a lot of people with this podcast. Who do you really hope will listen to it? Who I hope would listen to it would probably be more of the independent advisor. So who I work with, a lot of people out there, they're individuals that are on an island, meaning they're all by themselves. They may have an assistant, but most of these individuals are out there trying to learn how to run their business each and every day trying to learn a new regulation that's coming into our industry. You have to keep up with products. You got to learn how to stay in front of technology to stay in front of your current clients, your new prospects. So the independent advisor, what I'm trying to do with this podcast is more for providing them best practices amongst the advisors that I've affiliated with over the last 10 years. And also I'm going to sprinkle in a couple of guests throughout the show local guests and just regular people that aren't just financial professionals, but it's going to be some interesting topics with different industries that are going to be coming in, in and out of the show. Uh, we'll have some laughs, but uh, really it's, it's going to be primarily for that independent advisor who's looking for a system and process to be plugged into that successfully advisors have already done. So they're already proven and it's plug and play. I love it. I look forward to that. So how can people reach you if they want to talk to you some more? If they would like to talk to us, our number is 713-973-7575. You can just ask for Jeremy or feel free to go to our website, which is www.advisormentorship.com. I actually have a welcome kit that I send out to new advisors that work with us. It's a little information on our on our business model, best practices, what's helping our advisors. And also it is, it is kind of old school. I'm actually mailing it to you. It's not going to be an email. So, <laughs> so feel free. If you go to that website, go to learn more, check out the video, and then more than happy to send that your way. I don't mind pieces of paper at all. It's great. All right, Jeremy, thanks for telling us all about you and your practice. Your podcast promises to be full of information and fun. And for all you listeners, follow or subscribe to the Advisor Mentorship Podcast. This will make sure you get alerts when new shows are ready. Of course, please share and like. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Jeremy Hauser. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.